before we jump into today's episode, Jeremy and I wanted to swing by quick and talk about our recent con. We just spent the last three days in Atlantic City at the New Jersey Horror Con. Four if you count today. Got in Thursday. Oh shit, we did get in Thursday. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, we got in we got in late Thursday and we stayed Thursday and Friday in the Ocean Resort and Casino, Mm -hmm. which was a beautiful and incredible and amazing, and I love it. And Friday morning, I got up at like 5 a.m., and I walked around and took pictures like a damn tourist, like I've never been in Atlantic City before, even though we're there like every couple months. (laughs) Mm. But it was great. And then Saturday night, we had two amazing friends that let us stay in their hotel with them so that way we can do karaoke. Yep. Which was super fun. So tell us about the New Jersey Horror Con. What do you like, dislike, that type of thing? Love the show itself. It feels like a big show. Or, sorry. It's got the intimacy. It's got the intimacy of a small show, but it's got a big kind of area so that it's nice and spread out and you don't feel like you're crammed in like sardines or congested on top of each other yeah so like we've talked about in prior episodes jeremy and i actually did the official send-in service for this show so we had the opportunity to meet damn near every guest there Mm -hmm. i think there was maybe three people we didn't meet right um but we've met tim jacobus the two girls from Annie, Roseanne and Tony Ann. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex Vincent, Christine Elise, Tim Jacobus. Um, we met Brian Bremer. We didn't get an autograph from him, but he, I can tell you, like, with absolute confidence, like, he's going to be on the podcast in the future. Yep. He was a doll. And I know we, like, say, like, oh, we talked to this person and that person about being on the podcast, but he was so excited. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I'd love to talk to you. So, if you don't know, he's been in Pumpkinhead and Society and several other movies. So, we're just going to talk about some of his other, um, some of his films and his acting career and just his life in general. He's a super nice guy. Um, What were your highlights of the weekend meeting people? We also actually have another interview that I think we're going to be doing as well with Xander Goldman. Yes, we met, obviously, Felissa Rose and Xander Goldman. Yep. Um, he's an up-and-comer, I guess. Yeah, he's an indie filmmaker. Say, yeah. Indie filmmaker. Very, very nice. He was great to talk to. And I think we're... He wanted to kind of do something on the spot. But the more we thought about it, we think we'd be able to get more... A better interview from him if we can watch some of his movies, plan and be familiar out some with questions. His work, yeah. Yeah, and actually have a, you know, a good in-depth discussion with him. So And actually know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> So So that should be fun. And then there's a couple other people that we talked about potentially doing something Potentially, with. yeah. But Brian seems super excited. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, like, for sure. And uh, we're friends on Facebook now. So I think he's definitely, and he's a member of the HorrorCon Lounge now. So mm-hmm. yep. he's uh, one of us. He and he's us. he's fantastic. So Kristen had a great experience Friday night. Why don't you talk about that? Are you talking about Robert Mukes? I am. Okay, that's what's going to be my next. I know. So I've... I'm personally not a huge fan of House of a Thousand Corpses. I do think I need to give it a, another shot. It's one of those things I think the first time you watch it, you're just like, 
what the fuck? Well, and it's super hyped up, right? So when it first mm-hmm. came out, like, that's all people talked about, and you're big on, like, not watching those movies. Yeah. I'm very anti, like, if a ton of people like it, I don't watch it. Right. Um, so I was picking up an autograph for my friend Tiffany, and he, Robert was just, he's this big, like, almost freaking seven foot big masculine guy and very intimidating looking but he's just an absolute teddy bear sweetheart and i went up to his table and i said you know it's it's for my friend and he's like call her pick her send her a picture which one does she want like you because i was just going to pick the table photo and like say here hope you like it but he's like no no no, facetime her let's face her and so he talked to tiffany on facetime for a while and he showed her all of the pictures on his table and said, which one do you want? And what quote do you want? Like, he was so great. And then he actually expressed interest in doing the podcast as well. Jeremy and I were wearing our HorrorCon Lounge merch, which you can get by going to linktree.com slash HorrorCon Lounge and then buy our merch. Um, but he's like, that's a cool logo, guys. He's like, maybe, you know, he's trying to do some of his own films, too. And he's like, maybe we can collab together sometime. We can work together. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Overall, it was a great weekend. We had fun with um, John Russo. Michael Perret was great. Michael Perret was my favorite that I met. Yeah. And added, and like, my items that I got signed. Right. I We were only supposed to stay until, like, Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Because I have two dogs at home. Obviously, you've heard them in every podcast episode. With the exception of this one. So I haven't heard them in a while. I, I, they're always in there, I feel like. But anyways, they were just in the Bad Moon episode. Because I, I remember they were squeaking right in the microphone. Mm-hmm. So, I, um, my dad, like, I alternate dog sitters. I pay a dog sitter once in a while. I have my mom dog sit once in a while. And then I have my dad dog sit once in a while. So, this weekend, it was my dad's turn to be the dog sitter. And he was only supposed to do it until Saturday afternoon. And then I'm like, well, fuck, I need to take care of my dog. So, Felissa Rose FaceTimed my dad and was like, I'm keeping your daughter for karaoke tonight, so I need you to watch the dogs until tomorrow. Hmm. And uh, he, my dad was like turning all red, and it was so cute. And she kind of like bent over so her cleavage was a little more prominent, and it was just so funny. Um, but she's a, a treat. So we got a lot of autographs to show for other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we met Christina Klebb, mm-hmm. um, Judy... Aronson, Carolyn Williams, just a whole bunch of people. Nancy and it was Loomis, Nancy Loomis, Eileen Dietz. Dietz. Yep. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Tony Moran did cancel like the morning of the show Friday. Tom McLaughlin was very nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom McLaughlin. Um, or I don't know how you say his last name, but um, yeah, that was incredible. And we got to truly hang out and talk with our friends and members of the group and mm-hmm. I'm consistently blown away by the people that, like, I get introduced to or, like, that come up to us and they're like, oh, I know you from the HorrorCon Lounge. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you do? Like, what? That's crazy. That's still crazy to me. It's happening more and more. It's happening more and more. And I love it. So just keep spreading the word and share with your friends. But another great guest was Nicholas Mealy. Mealy. Yeah. I'm not sure how you say yeah, it. Yeah, he was nice. He was so. John Russo. Interactive. Yeah. He was also very interactive. Yep. For sure. It, I mean, everyone was phenomenal yeah there was nobody that was no disappointing not at all all. so one thing that was cool and it's very specific to this show oh if you steal what i was gonna say that i've seen go ahead go ahead and say it are we gonna talk about the same thing 
the celebrities hanging out. At karaoke? Yep. yep. Go ahead. Well, no, I mean, you, Kristen definitely pointed this out, but it was an observation that I had seen as well. There were as many as, I'd say, at least 10 celebrities that came to karaoke. I mean, oh my, Brian Bremer was out on the dance floor, Felissa Rose, Judy Aronson, Alex Vincent, Christine Elise, um, Barbie Chula. Miko Hughes. Oh, Miko Hughes. Yeah, we met him as well. I totally forgot about him. That's okay. Um, I heard Robert Mukes was there. I couldn't find him. And he's a hard guy to miss, but like, I I was looking for him because, man, he just looks sexy all three days. Did you say Judy Aronson? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was so, so many. Eileen Dietz stopped by. Mm -hmm. Literally. And they... And they weren't there. It wasn't like a quick. The Rose, 20, two Roseanne girls. The both girls from Roseanne, yep. Both of them actually sang. They both sang karaoke. Judy yep. sang, right? So did Clint Howard. Oh, Judy Clint sang. Howard, shit, yep. yeah. Yep. And Clint Howard was out on the dance floor. Clint and his wife did a duet, and it was so sweet. At the end, they kissed. It was Sunny and Cher. I got you, babe. It, everyone deserves that kind of love. It was so sweet. And they got a huge standing ovation. I, it was great. As I know. I mean, they're not the best singers, but it was. they were just having... They had fun. They had fun, and they just loved each other, and it was so precious. And that's what it's about, having fun. No, absolutely. And, and what I loved was every single one of the people we mentioned did not stop in for like five to ten seconds they were there for like an hour two hours well Chris, christine was night. christine elise was there before we got there mm-hmm. and after she stayed later than we did yep miko hughes was there the whole time alex vinson was there the whole time alex came a little bit late but i mean he was he hung out for quite a while yeah because he missed your first song remember oh that's right but i mean he you know it doesn't matter he still hung out all night yep and phyllis rose actually hosted the karaoke so she was you know, she shaking did a great her job thing too. on the dance she floor. She did a great job because... She as, gets the crowd excited. Yeah, and as the host, she was actually into it and paying attention. She wasn't just, like, there to do a half-assed, like, oh, hey, they made me do this. You know, I'm gonna I'm contractually obligated to be here. Yeah, no, I mean, every singer. And, like, if she felt like you didn't give a good enough ovation, she wouldn't let the next singer go up. She's like, um, excuse me, I said put your hands together. Yeah, she literally <laughs> yelled at the crowd all night. She's like, I can't hear you! And it was great. So that was a lot of fun. And then even today, everybody was back. Everybody was there all three days. I just... Man, I don't know how Felissa does it, though. This girl, like, holy shit, she is just on 24-7. Super high energy. Crazy. Like, and I know she was out partying until like 4.30 a.m. every night. And she's still, she's the first one there, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed every day. Yep. And put together, we're like, I showed up to the con on Sunday, like, looking like a hot mess. I just got out of bed and I'm like, well, it's fine. It's Sunday. Travel day, you know. But. And then also want to give a shout out to Ryan, the promoter of the show. Yeah. I think he puts together a really nice show. I think he's got a nice venue. I know he's tried to kind of expand and do more shows and branch out a little bit. So. You know, make sure that you're showing him some love and supporting his shows because the showboats had some makeovers. <laughs> they were on the yeah. second floor at one point. They were where there's a big go-kart area now. They were there at one point. They were across the hall at one point. Like, they've kind of moved all over the place. But this one, it was kind of hidden, like, in the back. But it was isolated in its own area. So it was nothing but convention. All of the celebrities had, like, ample space in my opinion, for people to get autographs but still be able to walk through. The vendors had an awesome layout to be able to display their stuff 
beautifully so that people could shop without any issues whatsoever. Right. I mean, overall, I had a great weekend. Yeah. And a lot of fun. Yeah. It was it was just a great time and we hope you enjoy the episode. We do go into full Scream spoilers for all six movies. So, if you have not seen Scream 6 yet, I recommend you sit this one out. Um sorry, but next week we'll be doing Urban Legend. Um, so hopefully you can join us for that one. And we do have not one, but two special guests. Um, the once the one special guest is a, a lot younger than we are, and she's only on for about three to four minutes. Um, so just hang out for those three to four minutes, and then we really get into the episode. Um, and thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Yep. Welcome to the HorrorCon Lounge. I'm Jeremy. I'm Kristen. I'm Diane. And I'm Mia. Today we have two special guests with us for our Scream ranking episode. Before we really get into the episode, uh, Mia just wanted to come on the podcast and say hi to everybody and tell us how she feels about the Scream movies. Mm-hmm. So go ahead, talk into the microphone, and what do you like about Scream? My favorite because I like it. Scream is so cool and it just like it freaks me out a little bit and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> who who is the killer in Scream? Ghostface. And in the not the new Scream movie, but you like to watch Scream Five a lot. Who is your favorite character in that? Um, my favorite char- character is. Um, Ghostface. Oh, but who is your favorite, like, human character? Do you like Samantha? Yeah, yeah. And what about Tara? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Have you seen the newest one yet that just came out in theaters, or are you too young? I'm too young. Okay. We'll have to wait until it comes out on DVD, and you'll have to watch it. Okay. Do you like the original Scream, or do you just like the new one? Um, I like the new one. You just like the new one? Yeah. Is that like your number one favorite? Yeah, but I still like episode five. Yeah, you like five the best. Yeah. Right. All right. What other horror movies do you like? Mm, I like Michael. Oh, Halloween? Yeah. Maybe you'll have to do the whole Halloween episode with us. Good choice. Yeah. Really All good right. choice. What about, like, the original monsters? Do you like Frankenstein and Dracula? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. You Before Jeremy got on, you were just telling me how Dracula is, like, really spooky? Yeah. Yeah? Anything else you want to say? Um, Have you met any Scream people at the conventions? I met Ghostface, Michael. Have you met, like, Matthew Lillard and Skeet Ulrich, who play Ghostface? Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about, did you just get a new puppy recently? Yeah. And what did you name him? I named him Dewey. And why did you name him Dewey? Because a cop on stream is Dewey. <laughs> you named him after the cop on scream? Mm-hmm. Did you get to meet him in person too? Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for stopping in to chat with us today. Thanks. Okay. Well, you can pass your headset over to Minnie, and that way we can get our episode started. You can go downstairs and play with Dewey, okay? 
Bye, Mia. Jeremy said goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> All right, head downstairs. Thank you, sweetie. Yeah. Kids these days. Okay. So, <laughs> did you hear her say that? I did hear her say that, yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Hi, Diane. How are you? Good. How are you, Jeremy? I'm good. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. Are you drinking out of your ghost face bloody scream cup that you won on the podcast? No. She's not allowed to drink oh, on man. the podcast. I, yeah. I was okay. banned from drinking. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm drinking. <laughs> Better mute your microphone. It was a bad day at work. <laughs> I was just going to say, are you drinking because of your own problems or because I'm on edge today and I'm because, making because you drink? Because Kristen... Kristen is crazy, and I had a rough day at work. Yeah. <laughs> so you listen to the podcast, so you are familiar with how our ranking episodes go. We're going to start with our least favorite and then work our way up to our favorite. Once we all say a movie, like then we will kind of talk briefly about it. And um, yeah, let's get started. So Jeremy, what movie do you have in sixth place? Scream 3. Okay. Mom, what about you? Ooh, I also have Scream 3. Uh, ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. I also have Scream 3. <laughs> that didn't that take... is the f- that's the first time that ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't take very long at all. Um, wow. Scream 3 came out in 2000. It has a runtime of 1 hour and 54 minutes. The IMDb rating is 5.6 out of 10, and it has a 41% on Rotten Tomatoes. The budget was $40 million. Box office guesses? Go ahead, Diane. I suck at these. I have no clue. Um, $95 million. You're close. I'll, I'll give you a hint. Oh, okay, I was just going to say, I'll give you a hint. It's a little higher. 161.8 million. Oh, a little higher. <laughs> it's a lot Almost higher. Double. Well, okay, whatever. <laughs> so why is this your least favorite? Who wants to start? Do you want me to start? I don't know. Like, I literally don't even want to talk about this movie. <laughs> like, I don't know like what to say, why I don't like it. It's okay. It's not it's not so much that I don't like it. I That's... don't think the characters blend together with the series all that well. Well, that's kind of what I was going to say. The thing I really like about the Scream franchise is I like almost all of them, like equal. Like I don't want to say equally, but they're all yeah. good. You know, I don't. They're very difficult to rank, honestly, with Absolutely. the exception of this one. <laughs> yeah, obviously. So I don't have. This is the one. There's only one killer in this one, right? Yes. Okay, which I think is just so weird because that doesn't fit the like formula, you know. Right. So the ghost face in this one is Roman Bridgers. I think that's how you say his last name. I don't know. Um, there's nothing too like. I guess. Do you guys have any kills that stood out to you or anything? Well, to me, this was the least creative of all the scream films. Yeah, I really liked uh, Tyson's kill. He was like stabbed, and then he was running away, and then he had like the rug pulled out from him. So he did that like little flip and then he got thrown over the balcony. That was like the most creative, but it's still even everything was just very lackluster in this. 
Yeah, for sure. Did you know um, something I noticed? Sydney is wearing the same outfit, almost essentially the same outfit that she wore in Scream 2, even though this is years later. I actually didn't notice that, no. It's That's not crazy. It's not like the exact outfit, but like if you put them side by side, like you can see it's like almost immediately like the same thing. Even down to like the necklace that she had in Scream 2. Yeah. But and she's also wearing a wig in this movie. I didn't know that either. Wow. The I whole time? That. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Okay. Her huh. hair was grown out much longer for a different role that she was currently doing at the mm-hmm. same time. So this she was wearing a wig. Isn't this the one where Gail had the crazy bangs? Yeah. It sure is. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what type of haircut was that? Actually, I was reading online somewhere that David Arquette actually convinced her to cut her hair like that so she could look like oh, I forget. It was supposed to be imitating a another famous person that had a similar hairstyle, but it just didn't like <laughs> translate as well to Courtney Cox. Right. Well, that was David Arquette's they, idea. They end up at the at like a movie star's house, right? Or the like filmmaker's house. Yeah. Yeah. It just it. I don't know. It didn't feel like a Scream movie. Yeah. And one thing I really didn't like. Now, I know this is like being really nitpicky, but they show like maybe about halfway through the movie or something. They show Roman's dead body and Gail checks his pulse. She literally Hmm. puts her fingers on him to check his pulse. And then somehow he's magically alive again in the later half of the movie. Right. Because he's obviously ghost face. Yeah. So like she checked did you not know how to check a pulse like i don't know yeah it was just it it was not well done in my mind yeah i personally i don't have a ton to say about this movie i don't want to say i hate any of the screen movies but this one is definitely the easiest to dislike (laughs) yeah absolutely i agree i think when we get into like a couple of the other ones i'll have a lot more to say but until then we can move on what is your number five for number five, I had Scream 2. I number had... five? Oh, go, oh, go ahead. ahead. I have Scream 5 for number five. <laughs> I had Scream 4. Okay, and so what was... I guess I'll do my number four. My number four was Scream 2. My number four was Scream 5. And my number four was also Scream 2. All right. Wow, we're really knocking them out fast this time. Okay. But but this one, this is a good number four, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, really, the only one I, I don't, I don't want to say I don't like it, but like Scream 3 is like, dead last the rest of them like, i could almost feel like interchange yeah absolutely um one of the things i absolutely loved about part two is you have a mom <laughs> trying to get revenge and justice for her son oh spoiler alert no, i'm just, I'm just <laughs> kidding yeah, I mean, uh, if you haven't seen them i don't know what to tell you you shouldn't be listening to this episode <laughs> 
Scream 2 Part- came out in 1997 and it has a runtime of two hours. Um, the IMDb score is 6.3 out of 10. The Rotten Tomatoes is 82%. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty high, I think. The budget was $24 million, and my favorite part, box office guesses? $101 million. Um, I'll go with $125 million. It was $172.4 million. Wow. So this one we had... I really like you said this is a really good number four because I I really do enjoy this movie as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what I like about this movie is I love how they connect a lot of the kills to the cast from the original movie. We've got Phil Stevens who was in you know he was knifed through the ear in the bathroom stall, which I mm-hmm. kind of liked that kill. Yeah. Um, who relates to like Steve. Casey's boyfriend that died on the chair from the first movie. And then you've got Cece, who was thrown over a balcony. And her name, I think, is in reference to Casey Becker. Um, and then, because I think Cece, what did you say her name was? Casey Ke- Cooper. Yeah, so Cece is a nickname, but so Casey is relating to Casey from the first movie. And then Maureen was stabbed in the theater, and that relates back to Sydney's mom. Which I just thought that was fun how they linked the two movies yeah no that was definitely creative i uh one of my favorite things about this movie and i okay it was one of my favorite things but i also hated it i loved randy's character from both part one and part two which was jamie kennedy and of course he dies in the van while trying to track the killer (laughs) right and it was it was a bummer, I guess you could say, because he was supposed to be the smart one who knew everything about horror movies. And, you know, he let his guard down and got killed. That was it was my favorite kill, but it was also my least favorite kill, if that makes any sense whatsoever. No, absolutely. It's that was really sad. It's always sad. I feel like when you lose one of those main cast members. Mm-hmm. But the ghost face ghost faces in this one were Mickey and mm-hmm. which I think he's played by Timothy Oliphant, maybe. That sounds maybe right. <laughs> and um, Mrs. Loomis, who was Billy's mom. I almost said right. Billy's dad. <laughs> right. It's Billy's mom. I love the twist of using Billy's mom as part of the killer um, getting the revenge and, you know, plotting it all out to make it worth their while and worth their time and effort i love that so i think in this one i wanted to ask you guys your opinion on this well a lot of people get shot in this movie which is weird it is weird but when hallie and sydney are in the cop car and ghostface is in the front seat and they crash and ghostface is like knocked unconscious and they try to like sneak out what like do you think they should have tried to unmask Ghostface right then? I feel like that was a big misstep on their part. They should have just killed him. Make sure he's dead. <laughs> well, I mean, that's asking for a little too much, but I do see where you're coming from. <laughs> should we talk about the people we've met at conventions as we go, or should we do that all at the end? We can, because we met 
recently Rebecca Gayhart, who was not a major character in this movie, but she was in it. You met Rebecca Gayhart. Oh, that's right. You wanted to, but didn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's all right. Um, she was she was so cool. I was super excited to add her to my Scream 2 poster, as well as Urban Legend, which was a bigger role for her. But... Yeah, I love her in both of those roles. But, Mommy, you actually met Jamie Kennedy back in Texas Frightmare, and you had a good experience with him. A lot of people, I think with Jamie, it's always hit or miss, I feel like. But can you tell us about your experience? Jamie was so cool. I mean, he was really you know, high and out there, but he was, <laughs> he was just so much fun to talk with. Um, I had my, my blood splattered scream tumbler and uh, we were getting a picture and he just thought it was the coolest thing. He wanted his own. He wanted to keep mine, but it said, hello, Diane. <laughs> so he wanted his own. And he said that he would keep it in his, you know, like room. His on podcast his shelf, room. Right. Where he does his podcast from. So I said, sure, you know, I'll, I'm going to see you in August. I'll make you one. No, he didn't want to wait till August. He told me just DM me. <laughs> he was so funny. He was a blast, though. He was he was out there, but he was so, so fun. I also got a chance to meet Jamie Kennedy at Hunt Valley. And my experience was not as good. <laughs> oh, no. He didn't say a word to me. He didn't look like he wanted to be there. Um, he signed my poster and we just kind of in and out. So yeah, I was kind of bummed. Be yeah, because I was with you guys at Frightmare and we got separated. So right. I wasn't able to wait in that line with you. But I would have loved to have, you know, had a different experience. Because I like to give people a chance. Like, everybody could have a bad day. So maybe that was just the one, you know, rare exception. Well, but like, Kristen, oh, well, like you were saying, no, I was just going to say, like you were saying, it sounds like he's more often kind of a hit or miss. It's either really good or not so good. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like you get that with a lot of people because um, I know a bunch of people in, you know, two weekends ago, we were at Creature Feature and Icons of Wrestling. And we met Jake the Snake Roberts and a lot of people had a different experience than I did with him. Um, and then same thing for like, I'm really bad about like not meeting people based on what other people say. Um, but I was telling my sister, like, I'm like, Oh, I don't want to meet Doug Jones. He just like, seems like he's stuck up, whatever. And then I heard like handfuls and handfuls and handfuls of people just ranting and raving about how wonderful and magnificent he was. So, and the same thing, I guess, happened with Tony Moran too. We're getting like way off topic, but um, I heard bad things about Tony Moran, but I, he's a sweetheart. I love him. Absolutely. So, so always we met... give people a chance or two. They're human too. So people have bad days. Oh, hundred percent. But um, we also met David Arquette. Well, Kristen, you haven't actually. Nope. But you were with me when I met, um, Oh my goodness, help me out. Deanna Nichols? No. What is what Marisol? Was... Marisol Nichols, thank you. Who was at Steel City? And I got a great picture with her, but <laughs> she wasn't the most interactive person either. <laughs> so that's about all I have for Scream 2. So what are we on? Our third favorite movie? Uh that was number four on our list. So we're down to number three. Okay. My number three is scream five 
Okay. Mine was Scream 4. My number three is Scream 6. Okay. So we all had Scream 5. Let me see here. I messed up here. We all saw Scream 5 together in the movie we, theater. We did. We did for my birthday last year. Technically, yes, it's not even called Scream 5. It's just called Scream. Scream. But that came out. No, no, no. I said I started with Scream 5. So it came out in 2022, has a runtime of one hour and 54 minutes, 76% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb. The budget was $24 million. Box office guesses? $190 million. Um, I'm going to go a little over $200. 137.7. <laughs> we decreased this time, of course. Yep. So I, this is like a hot take, but I kind of like how they're getting away from the main legacy characters. Yeah. I I'm a fan of this new cast that they're bringing in and it's an it's a creative way to keep the franchise going, I think. Yep. I agree to the, some extent. To some extent, yes. The one thing I did not like about this was I feel like the ghostface reveals were blatantly obvious within like the first 5 to 10 minutes. Mhm. Mm Mom, what did you uh, dislike about Scream 5? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Don't make me cry. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm very sad and disappointed that Dewey was killed off. He wasn't just killed off, homie. He was he was gutted like a fish, man. Yeah. yeah. He was fucked up. I know. I think... It was, you know, at some point or another, they all have to go, but. I think it was upsetting the way they killed him because he's sure kind of this laughable kind of goofy character throughout the series, but he wasn't stupid. And in that movie, when they killed him, they almost made him seem so unintelligent to go back and not be careful. You know what I mean? Right. There's a couple of things that I did like about this movie, though. I loved Wes Hicks, I love his character, and I love the actor that plays him. He's mm -hmm. in a bunch of things, and I'd love to meet him at a convention. But I loved how when he was home alone, it was they were setting you up for a jump scare. Like this was the most dragged on scene ever. And mm -hmm. he'd open a cabinet and then he'd open a door and then he'd open a class. And you always thought it was going to be a jump scare. Nothing, 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 nothing. Like, and you never got it. Like, they were setting you up for something, and it just didn't happen. And I thought that was, like, funny, because I was on the edge of my seat for no reason at all. Right. But I also liked how they named him Wes, and then they threw the party for him in the movie, and they had that banner that said, For Wes. And that kind of was, like, a, a double usage, because the whole movie was for Wes Craven, was their whole thing. Um. So I liked how they used his name in the movie as well as dedicating it to Wes Craven as this was the first film without him. Yeah. So I loved Jack Quaid and I loved Jenna Ortega. I thought they were great additions to the series and they were two of my favorite characters throughout the entire film. 
who no one's met jen ortega obviously um my favorite kill by the way was when marley shelton got absolutely destroyed while baking lemon squares (laughs) yeah she was stabbed like nine times (laughs) yes (laughs) um my i think my favorite kill I, i actually liked a lot of the kills in this movie um but i loved Amber's kill. Okay, I don't want to say like Amber's kill because technically she died from just a headshot, but I loved the ending scene where they they were like recreating it in the kitchen, but mm-hmm. she got lit up by the stove and she was just like walking like flame ball for a while. Um, flame ball. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but that was the first time they used a fire stunt on Scream, I believe. Oh, interesting. I didn't even notice that. But I just, I really like that. That was something a little bit different. So. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I like how um, Gail was the one who was able to uh, take Amber out, you know, for for what she did to Dewey. For Dewey. I know. Yeah. Poor Dewey. I know this ranked lower on my list, but I really liked this movie. This is definitely the, like, we talked about it earlier, Kristen, where... There's only one that we really dislike in the franchise. This was my number five, but it's like one E. <laughs> yeah, like no, A, B, C, D, E. <laughs> it's very hard to rank the rest of them. And this one, even though it's fifth on my list, it's still really, really good to me. I enjoy it a lot. Absolutely. And we now I don't think, Mom, I don't think you have, but we actually met Marley Shelton who played officer judy hicks no i have not oh she was was such a sweetheart super cool absolutely i think she's coming to hunt valley in a few weeks she is yes i know you guys are going to another convention that weekend but i don't know maybe i'll take a trip to uh you know see your boy your boy david again yeah Yeah. (laughs) we we know you're not going for judy come on what i think is really cool and Jeremy, I heard you going to say something, so maybe we were going to say the same thing. But they've got a trio photo op where you get Dewey, Judy Hicks, and uh, Joseph Whip, who was the sheriff in right. the first screen. So they've got, like, the trio of law enforcement officers, which I think is super fun. Yeah, that I is kind- super fun. I kind of had, a, like, a love-hate relationship with, like, Judy and Gail. I just... I didn't like them, but then I started to, and then I didn't, and you know, but gotta protect my man. (laughs) No one comes between me and my man. Shout out between me and Dewey. Shout out to Stacy Lee. She'll know what that's a reference to, and it's not Scream. (laughs) Um, Stacy is David's manager, by the way. I will say that Marley, her character comes across so annoying, and by the time you finally do start to like her she gets killed right <laughs> right so i'm with you diane i agree yeah this was the first time to me that they really um enhanced the kills in a sense it was a lot more new age and they didn't make it like a slow death it was more of like a sped up you know quicker dying I don't know kill scenes i guess you could say yeah i definitely feel like the they started to get darker mm-hmm. too in this one yeah that's a good way of putting it 
All right, so what is your number two, Jeremy? Scream four. Okay, and... I have the newest one, Scream six. Okay, and I have Scream six as well. So let's talk about Scream four. Scream four came out in 2011, and the runtime was one hour and 51 minutes. I'm pretty sure these are all rated R, which I didn't say that, but I think they're all rated R. The IMDb score is 6.2 out of 10, and the Rotten Tomatoes score is 60%. The budget was $40 million. What are your box office guesses? Sorry, I'm still not sure about that. <laughs> I'm not sure either, Siri. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. Um, um, I'm going to say $115 million. I'll go with 106 um it, it was 97.2 million i was trying to think of something creative to say but then i blanked so <laughs> now jeremy and i may or may not and now i'm putting this out into the public so that way people can pressure him into doing it with me may go visit the scream Four filming locations when we're in michigan because this was filmed in michigan oh my we god that would to. be Absolutely. awesome yeah no we're going to so I mean, we're definitely going to be in Ann Arbor, which is where Jill's house is and Olivia's house is. But there are um, some other locations that are a little bit further away, still in Michigan. Um, but I think we are going to be potentially on our agenda near Dewey and Gail's house, maybe, and Kirby's house and the bookstore where Sydney had her book signing. Wow, that's okay. awesome. I really want to go to the school, but I mean, that's also out of the way in the opposite direction so we're probably not going to go to that one but it'd be cool if we did the rest of them we might um you just touched on something though that i wanted to mention one of my all-time favorite characters in the scream series overall is kirby love kirby which which of course is hayden panettiere yeah um scream 4 also made my birth year list if you listen to our favorite movies from birth until current. I didn't have a lot of sequels on there, but Scream 4 was on there. Do you have any kills from this movie that stood out to you? You know, this one reminded me of like a teenage slasher or slumber party massacre type of movie. So, so go ahead. This is what I have for the kill. It just sounds very generic. Trudy was stabbed. Sherry was stabbed. Rachel was stabbed. Marnie thrown through a window. Jenny stabbed. Olivia. Well, for Olivia, I put gutted, but that's like stabbed. Um, Rebecca stabbed. Deputy Haas stabbed. Deputy Perkins stabbed. Kate stabbed. Robbie stabbed. Oop, we got to switch it up here. Trevor shot in the head. Charlie stabbed. Jill oh jill jill's kill was probably my favorite with the defibrillator i know the defibrillator didn't kill her but it was still like a fun scene but then she ended up being shot so i also liked that that uh scene there right before that when jill said to uh sydney in the hospital you just won't die will you who are you michael fucking myers (laughs) (laughs) yes that is a great that was so good yes um, one of my favorites is when Robbie is super drunk and then he gets killed. 
aside from the hospital scene when who are you Michael fucking Myers and then she gets <laughs> killed <laughs> that was great one thing I didn't like about this movie and I don't want to say it was I didn't like it I guess but the opening scene to me was like really confusing because it was like the opening scene was the opening to stab six and then that was actually the opening to stab seven and it was just like so it was a movie and a movie and a movie Siri yeah, really wants like, to participate in the podcast today. It was almost like you were seeing the same thing. It was kind of like that Nightmare on Elm Street 4 loop where they kept showing up at the car. <laughs> yeah, it like, was just really you know a I little mean? weird to me. And I mean, like, I I get it. But especially the first time when I watched it and I was a lot younger then, I'm just like, I don't get what's happening. What's what's right. going on? I'm so confused. This was the first one that they really kind of left. Um, so Kirby, Hayden Panettiere. Uh, the possibility that somebody wasn't killed and would come back later. Aside from Stu. <laughs> which I'm sure we'll get there. Stu but... is dead. How do you know that? Stu is no dead. Knows. How do you know that? <laughs> although everybody thought kirby was dead too guess what oh, hey we haven't gotten there Mom, yet. i have a question for you now maybe i'm gonna make myself sound like an idiot do you remember like way back when when we had those old box tvs do you remember sam climbed up on the tv yes. and it fell on her yes and my sister's still yes. alive that was scary but she didn't die from the no. tv falling on no, her and she, she was a not. tiny little kid it's yeah. possible that was very frightening. <laughs> so no, but it I'm not trying to traumatize you, but like it is possible for him to have survived that. It right. Really I know everybody's like, how can you survive that? Literally, like my family lived it. Like it is totally possible. It is, absolutely. I'm, I'm not just, convinced Stu is gone, but I'm just that's being a whole an asshole. Story. That's no, yeah. I was totally just being a dick. But did... to be fair, Hayden or Kirby, you did not think that. You assumed she was dead. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Until Scream 5. She actually was dead for four minutes. Ooh, burn. Yes, she... You need some ice <laughs> oh. for that burn, Jeremy? Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, we're moving on to Scream 6 anyways, and I'm about to spoil the shit out of this movie. Yeah. Um. So this is fresh on our minds, so it's probably the one we're going to talk about the most. For I've got, like, paragraphs and paragraphs of stuff to say. Oh, shit. I gotta edit something in post, but I'll, I'll try to put it in now. We'll see. Okay. Oh, Sorry. good. When you're editing, make sure you add that we met Lance Henriksen, who was in part three. Even though it sucked, we did meet him. <laughs> no, that's going to stay right where it is. This this episode's a whole hot mess, and that's fine. It's okay. it's a really busy week. We just had a crazy weekend at a convention, and we've got another convention coming up in, what, like three days? And yep, we're doing much. consignments for it, the official send-in service for the show. So we've got, like... My home is literally a disaster. I've got full size posters. Going on and right now. I've got like 90 items at my house to be signed. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, we got a lot. I've got a lot on. going on. So, absolutely, you get what you get this week. I tried to take a break from the podcast, and Jeremy said, "Nah, nice try, uh, nice yeah, try, okay. bitch." Yeah, okay. I Good did. Enough. Yeah, you ain't he, taking no breaks. I know. I tried. I said, "Who? Who can you get to do the episode with you for one week?" And you're like, "Uh, no nobody." One. <laughs> the answer is nobody. He's like you. But find yeah. something that you can talk about and talk about yep. it. 
pretty much. Going back to Scream 4 real quick, in the very beginning, I liked uh, how there was an appearance, you know, Lucy Hale. Oh, I was going to bring that up, but I couldn't she remember which movie it was. played Aria in one of our favorite TV shows, Pretty Little Liars. So it was so cool to see her, although her appearance was very brief in the movie. She was also in another horror movie you should check out called Fantasy Island. Oh, yes. I it's did really good. See that. Yeah. And That's... wasn't she in truth or dare yes yeah yep. she's she's I've actually in that. several horror movies yeah there you go but i do i love lucy hale that's yeah. a good little fun fact nice me too me way too. to bring that in there i wanted to talk about her but i couldn't remember which movie she was in and my notes are very um lackluster for this one so yeah. so scream six yeah Still 20 20, theaters 2023 two hours and two minutes 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb and 77% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yep. The budget, depending on the source, ranges from 33 to 35 million. Box office guesses. Keep in mind it's only been out for two weeks, a week yeah. and a half. I'm going to say 62 million. Oh, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to go about 125. 116. Ooh. Unbelievable. So and that folks is why they can keep making scream movies. Absolutely. So I went to go see this Thursday night in 3D with my mama and my sister. Um the that night was, before Monster Mania. <clears throat> that was a mistake. The yeah, 3D was. was a waste of money. 3D was awful. Not only does it just like mess with me trying to focus on the movie it didn't add anything to the movie no, there was only one particular scene where the 3d really stood you know, out and that was it like it's so funny you say that i think i told you that before you even got the tickets but watching it yesterday there was nothing that stood out to me where i was like oh my god that would look cool in 3d I totally forgot you even saw it in 3D until we just now talked about it. Yeah, yeah there's so only one scene that really stood out with the 3D, and that was it. Other than that, waste of money, waste for, of time. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So I enjoyed it much more in the standard formatting, to be honest. Um, yeah, Jeremy and I went I yesterday to go see it. You went to rewatch it yesterday as well, right? I went last night after work. Yeah, we went yesterday on our way home. I dragged Jeremy because I'm like, we got to record the podcast soon. You got to go see it. And yeah. We pulled up to this like sketchy ass theater, like almost <laughs> like I don't want to say like you see in Scream 2 because the Scream 2 theater was like a hundred times nicer, but this theater was so sketchy. <laughs> I thought I thought for sure wow. if we were ever gonna get murdered in a movie theater, this was gonna be it. But like and it was so janky, like the seats were broken, there was no picture for the first 20 minutes. Like I was, was gonna say we had no screens. Yeah, it was so jank. And it was just the preview. So I'm telling, like, Jeremy's like freaky. He's like, there's no picture. There's no and I'm like, dude, it's the fucking previews. Who cares? And you're like, I care. I'm like, okay, I'll go fix I it. Care. I so care. talking about the jinky movie theater and Scream 2, but um, I just love like when the girl says, bitch, hang the phone up and star 69 his ass. <laughs> As she's watching the movie yelling at the I'm like, oh, that was great. Yes. I loved the opening scene in this. With the like the irony of her being a film teacher and like talking about the rules of, yeah. you know, not answering a phone call and whatever. 
and then like bam ghost faced is unmasked in like the first like five to ten minutes and i i literally i literally looked at my mom and i'm like am i supposed to know who that is (laughs) yeah so that what annoyed me to be honest with you i loved you're exactly spot on i like the fact that you have a film teacher who is stupid enough to walk into a dark alleyway but then i hated that ghost face kills her and pulls his mask off like it's no big deal that was so unrealistic and i was like i'm not digging this right now yeah i was thinking what is going on like they just they never do this like and this is too early in the movie it's been on three minutes and it made it so obvious that he was gonna die to me at least because he's not gonna just pull his mask off and walk around for the whole movie like a regular person (laughs) but um right then you know it turns out he was a copycat killer so he's not the real ghost face so no worries our movie can proceed as usual mm-hmm. but the real ghost face comes on and he's you know talking in his ghost face voice and i love how at one point he says who gives a fuck about movies and then he slashes his knife and it like transfers to the title card with like the slash i can't really explain it correctly but Sorry, Jeremy. I, I'm always yelling at Jeremy to put his phone on Do Not Disturb, and my phone nor my laptop are on Do Not Disturb. So all of the beeps this time are my bad, not Jeremy's. At least yep. we don't have her dogs barking in the background. This is true. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love my, oh, burn. I love my Do you need some ice for that burn, Kansas, or Kristen? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> so um, I also, oh, go ahead. I just no, have no, so no, much I, I want to say about this movie. I'm never going to shut I, up. I did enjoy him getting back to his apartment. He's drinking vodka, it looks like. And the killer is talking to him on the phone and he thinks it's his roommate. So you know this guy's going to die. Like, it's not a secret. But I love how they did it where he opens the refrigerator and sees his roommate inside (laughs) before he gets sliced alive. I know. I loved how they played like hot and cold. I thought there was a lot of like really good kills in this movie absolutely i'm obsessed with yeah this movie was brutal yeah the best best kills in the series were in this movie absolutely yep so i love how sam is opening up to her therapist and says like she enjoyed (laughs) killing and you know he basically unprofessionally ended the session so casually um he's just like yeah he's like god i've had about it for today i'm done gotta go and she's like he asked her like Oh, like, well, you didn't do anything, right? And she's like, well, I stabbed him 22 times, slit his throat, and then shot him in the head. Like, so nonchalantly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he's like, mm, all right, gotta go. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. And I also love the slutty roommate, Quinn. Um, When she walks in after, like, Jenna Ortega, uh, Tara, that's what her name is, Tara and Chad are oh. in their room together. And the roommate walks in and she's like oh my god did i cock block you and then tara's like what did you say she's like i cock blocked you i totally cock." and she's like can you stop saying the word cock and i'm like oh my god like this movie was i think i've said this on the podcast before like a emotional roller coaster i was laughing i was crying like i was like felt stuff in my gut like being like not i want to say sick but like from the kills that were so brutal like crazy so something 
that stood out to me. I, I said to Jeremy at the beginning of the movie, because Jeremy always picks up on things super early in movies. I looked at him and I said, as soon as you think you know who the killers are, I want you to tell me. And so where Sam and Tara are doing the interrogation in the cop thing, mm-hmm. and they're trying to like figure out who the suspects are and then, or how long they've known their friends, whatever. And the one cop says, oh, well, I can vouch for Quinn because she's my daughter. And Jeremy, he didn't say anything, but he like maniacally laughed. He's like, ha, ha, <laughs> like that's, that's not what he sounded like, but he like maniacally laughed under his breath. And I'm like, oh, that, Jeremy's like suspicious of this guy. I was absolutely suspicious of the daughter because well, of the way he said it. He's like, you can eliminate my daughter. I'm a cop yeah, or whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. I also loved like the irony when we get to the therapist kill, which was freaking disgusting, by the way. Oh, that was. He literally got stabbed like through the nose. That was like, yeah. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah. But I love the irony of him like, He's watching a movie on his TV and the only words you can hear in the movie are, you're next, you're next, you're next, as he's going to answer the door to Ghostface. And I'm like, well, that's ironic. <laughs> so, I didn't pick up on that. <laughs> the, and I only picked up on that the second time. Okay, so, I didn't pick up on that at all. Well, you've only seen it once, so that could be why. Right. I was looking for things a little bit differently the second time around, um, but... Gail now shows up and is showing them to the new layer, this super cool layer. And this is Jeremy a says shrine. A shrine, shrine, shrine. Yeah, thank you. Um, yep. This is when Jeremy looks at me and says, "Oh, I think Kirby's supposed to be a suspect." So I typed in my notes. Jeremy suspects Kirby, and then three and a half seconds later, <laughs> he looks at me and goes. They want you to think she's a suspect, but I know she's not the killer. And I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> so then I wrote dot dot dot. Just kidding. <laughs> um, and then right after Gail's little incident, um, Jeremy says that the cute boy is suspicious. The, the, they call him the cute boy in the movie. They like call Jeremy, him cute boy. Yeah. <laughs> I, after I said that, I'm like, it sounds like Jeremy's calling him cute boy, but no. Oh, in the movie, they refer to him as cute boy. I still don't even know what his real name is. Maybe I it's Danny. Suspicious a little bit too. He had this weird accent, like a very, very New York accent, which I guess makes sense because it takes place in New York. But mm-hmm. he just had something weird about him. But it was almost one of those things that it made you like too obvious. I feel like I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, nope, that's inappropriate. I'm not going to say I, that was a note for something else. Um, I loved at the end when we think Ethan was shot and he was dead. So, oh. spoiler alert, um, the killers are Ethan and Quinn and the weird cop. <laughs> and it turns out that they are the family of... What the fuck was his name? Richie from the, yes. from Scream Five. From Part Five, yes. Yes. Um, so I loved how Ethan like randomly gets up, like they always come back for one last scare, and then he's running, and then Kirby pushes the TV on him <laughs> that was <laughs> yep. pushed on Stu Mocker in the beginning. Yes. Um, I loved the 
I'm just kind of going through the plot and then I'll talk more about the individual kills. There was a bomb ass soundtrack. And then I think I realized at the end, and I know you just saw it yesterday, but you weren't looking for it. So the song in the towards the end, I think did Demi Lovato sing that? She did. I I totally I typed bomb soundtrack and then I was listening. I'm like, oh wait, I think this is Demi Lovato. Maybe I'm being a little bit biased. Um, but I love the ending credits, how they are showing each person with their name like they're showing like a slow montage clip type thing so i really liked the end credits um and before we get too much into the kills i don't know how this is going to sound on the podcast but i'm going to try my best here not every movie needs a post-credit scene oh jesus christ There was a reason I was told not to stick around and watch that. (laughs) (laughs) I (laughs) someone told Jeremy not to stay for the post-credit scene, and I hyped up this scene so much. I'm like, oh my god, no, it's so great. We have to stay, we have to stay. And so I was secretly recording Jeremy's reaction at the end, and it did not disappoint. And I (laughs) kind of so pissed because I read online like prior to like oh you have to stay for like the end credit scene this that like they hyped up this whole big and I sat there and I was like what yeah but Jeremy's reaction did not disappoint it was fucking hilarious and I Roger was the person that told him not to stay and so I sent Roger the video last night it's not a video it's just a black screen like because I had my phone in my lap recording just the audio but I sent it to Roger and Roger was dying he's like that is so hilarious oh my god because I hyped this I'm like we have to stay it's so good I had no idea I was being recorded by the way so I know that's what it's funny surprise Mm, yeah so um so I go ahead go ahead I was gonna say I made a post in the lounge today and you may have seen it you may not have I have I'm going to get a lot of shit for this, and I don't care. I think Jenna Ortega is unbelievable in most of her roles. (laughs) But specifically, there was four scenes I counted where she just looks like she's above and beyond into the scene while everybody else is just sitting there like doing whatever or just with this staged face. And she's got just eye movements or facial expressions or body language that is helping you build the scene. I think Jenna Ortega is an awesome addition to the franchise overall. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I Like I said, I think earlier, I liked, I like the new characters that they're bringing on. Yeah. I'm not in love with the sister Sam, but Oh really? I like her better than Jenna. That's a lot of people said that on my post. And I don't think she's bad, but she's not a great lead to me. I think Jenna picks her up many times. So hey, to each but their own. Yeah, I was gonna say it's just my opinion. You're welcome to disagree. Yeah, so let's I have a funny story to tell before we talk about the kills. Um about halfway through the movie, I really had to go to the bathroom and I knew I wasn't going to make <laughs> oh, it yeah. 
<laughs> I knew I wasn't going to make it to the end of the movie. And this was at like a lull in the movie. Like there was nothing important going on. So, and the bathroom was literally right across from our theater, like immediately across the hallway. So I ran down and I went to the restroom and I came back in and I texted my sister and my mom and I was like, Hey, I'm just going to sit right in the front because I didn't want to disturb everyone again. Cause we were at the very top row in the middle. So I didn't want to keep like disturbing people. So I just sat in the front and watched the rest of the movie from the front. And then at the end of the movie, my sister comes down and she's like, were you here the whole time? And I said, yeah, why? My sister was sitting at the top of the theater and she recorded the second 40 second half of the movie, the last 45 minutes, because she thought I got sick and left. She's like, well, I wanted you to see it. And I'm, she literally sat there and recorded the whole second half of the movie. And I'm like, oh, my God, I felt so bad. She's like, my hand feels like it's going to fall off. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm thinking of like Scream 2, where she leaves like the theater to go to the bathroom and then she gets like, killed by Ghostface. <laughs> I'm texting her. Are you okay? Where are you? Is everything all right? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like so deep into this movie. I don't even, I'm not on my phone. Like my phone's off at this point. Like, so that was just funny. But so I want to talk about something that I absolutely hated about this film. Okay. Do you want, do you want to try and guess what it is? Yes. You feel like it's not believable that Kirby was in the FBI. Okay, that's true, but that's not what I was thinking of for this part. You hated, you know what I hated? Um, I hated how Gail moved on from Dewey so fucking quick. Yeah, Ugh. I was like, what? Like, yeah. This bitch, really, Gail? Come on, I love Gail. I mean, don't get me wrong, I like that... Gail, but like, she moved on <laughs> real fucking fast. That didn't bother me at all. What is the one thing that happened in this movie that really doesn't fit in with the series as a whole? Ghostface using a gun. Bingo. He did not need a fucking shotgun. And it was so random for, what, five minutes? And then all of a sudden never happened again. Yeah, he used the gun a couple times throughout the movie because he used it in the Gale scene, too. And he used it in the grocery scene. Um, But it still was weird very weird i agree yeah i'm not a fan i don't know it just it didn't i'm okay with you know incorporating different weapons into franchises but i didn't feel like a shotgun in the convenience store really added anything to the movie like yeah. at all <laughs> just he just blew away a bunch of random bystanders for no reason so i think one of this is my favorite kill and my entire favorite part of this movie going experience was Annika. Um, first, <laughs> she got she got freaking gutted. She's bleeding out. There is no way she's making it across this ladder, but they're trying anyways. And she's almost there. She's like 80% of the way there. They and then like touching her hand, practically yeah. pulling her through. Yeah, yep. she was almost there. And then Ghostface was grabbed the other half of the ladder and she he shook her off of it and she fell smacked her head on the dumpster and then landed now she fell probably about five or six stories in a new york city apartment building so it's really far smacked her head off the dumpster and then landed on the concrete yeah all they so, had to do was pull that ladder so that it was flat against the building and she would have been able to climb up i don't think it works like that jeremy but okay i feel like i, do. I feel like the force of them pulling it and it smacking against the building 
would have like knocked her off too because she was already so weak at that point i don't think she would have been able to hold on vertically that maybe, easily maybe but she would have a better chance than what happened <laughs> i mean yeah so but anyways that was my favorite kill but my favorite part i went to go see this movie in theater twice my favorite part of both movie going experiences was jeremy's reaction to this kill he goes oh that sucks <laughs> so casually he's just like oh that sucks i'm like it was just in the moment it was so funny the theater was so quiet and he's just like oh that sucks and i'm like, oh my god <laughs> it was cracking he made me cracking up i liked how they did the countdown like with the ghost face yes mask. that was so neat i loved how they used the previous masks from that whole shrine and layer shrine, and all the masks, everything yes. was so cool. And I love how Sam put on her father's ghost face gear at the end. And she's like, right. my dad was a killer. I'm not, but you fucked with my family. And then she stabbed the weird cop like 8,700 times. That's a weird cop. And yeah. then she paused and then she stabbed him right in the eye. Yeah. I loved this I, movie. I had a love hate. So it's in my top three obviously which i'm shocked <laughs> i kind of thought you might be it, it's i'm so torn on it because i did enjoy it a lot i like the kills i thought they were very creative i like the cast members the core four thing was pretty funny i'm gonna start calling the admin team the core four there you go oh that's cool but yeah. i absolutely i loved when sam shoots what is it olivia the roommate in Quinn. the head Oh, Quinn. Sorry. Oh, yeah. That was right smack dab in the middle of the yes. eyebrows. I love when Sam shoots Quinn in the freaking head and just destroys her. And then, you know, I really enjoyed that. I suspected Ethan, but it didn't because he always had an alibi. So I can't even say like, oh, I knew all along because I didn't. That'd be a lie. And I'm disappointed because I should have known that Olivia was Quinn. still alive no why do i keep saying olivia because that was scream four <laughs> i should have known that quinn was still alive but for some reason i just i didn't mentally process it i think out of sight out of mind type thing yeah and i actually liked what they did with gail they didn't put her on too long like they didn't force her into the storyline but they incorporated her in a way that made sense in a way that was so appropriate Yes, so I didn't mind her so much, which was good. And they didn't kill her off, which I thought they might kill another legacy character off, but I was surprised they didn't. All of the important characters survived. Chad, Mindy, yeah. all of the returning characters, Chad, Mindy, um, Tara, Sam, and Gail. Yeah, I think the one thing that I'm really, how do I want to phrase this? disappointed with in the franchise we already know they're making a part seven and it's starting to feel like it's a cash grab more than anything else i agree but i'm still gonna go see it i yeah i know i am too but you know what else can you do i love the idea of the cop being a family member of the son from part five and then obviously he's got his other son and daughter i can i can get behind that it makes sense but what are you going to do at this point? Like, is Sydney going to be the killer <laughs> eventually? Who it knows? Just, you're starting to get a little too far-fetched. Um, 
which sounds so funny because it's my top three. So again, I'm not complaining about it, but it's just getting, it's almost getting to be too much, I think. Right. Overall, I highly recommend Scream 6. I absolutely loved it, but nothing can top the original Scream from 1996, which that was all of our number one. Yes. That is not a shock, and I don't think I've ever seen anyone rate something other than the original Scream as their number one. Like, this is, this has almost has to be your number one. It is, this absolutely changed horror as we know it. Five stars. What, uh, easily, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This was an hour and 51 minutes, and it has an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb. IMDb. The budget was 14 to 15 million, depending on the source. Box office guesses. 165 million. You are very close. Ooh, 174. One seventy-three. Oh, it's on. <laughs> we played that card game. That's the only reason I knew that one. <laughs> oh, the top Trump card game. Yes. Okay. Um. So the Scream movies. Now I feel when we do the ranking episodes, it's always so hard because I feel like I write down a lot of information about the first movie. I write down like the whole cast and some fun facts and this and that. And then we don't talk about them until the end where like, it's really the thing that should come first. But um, the scream movie was actually inspired by the real life case of the Gainesville Ripper. Yep. And then I don't know if you guys know this or not, but caller ID usage tripled after the premiere of this movie. I did know that I had heard that before. That's crazy. So we do have a lot of notable names in this cast. Um, so I'm just going to go through them quickly. David Arquette as Dewey Riley, Nev Campbell. Is it Nev or Neve? Nev. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, but someone else said Neve. Okay, anyways. Nev Campbell as Neve, whatever the fuck, as Sidney Prescott. Courtney Cox as Gail Weathers. Matthew Lillard as Stu Mocker. Rose McGowan as Tatum Riley. Ski Ulrich as Billy Loomis. Jamie Kennedy as Randy Meeks, W. Earl Brown as Kenny Jones, Joseph Whip as Sheriff Burke, Lee Schreiber as Cotton Weary, which we didn't even talk about him, I feel I like yet. Oh my God. Yeah, that's crazy. Cotton. Yeah, 100% cotton, baby. Drew Barrymore as Casey Becker, Linda Blair as the obnoxious reporter. Did you know Linda Blair was in Scream? I did. I didn't. You Henry Winkler is also in Scream. Yes. I didn't get that far. Damn it. Oh, Wes Craven bad. as Fred the School Janitor. Henry Winkler as Principal Hembry. <laughs> and how could we forget Roger L. Jackson as the voice of Ghostface? He's he, the voice in every single one of them. He I I know he is the voice in every single one of them, but he is he He's is also Mojo Jojo. Yes, Sorry, he is. I had to. I had I'm hoping to. to meet Henry Winkler in a few weeks as well. Are you yes. doing um, Fan Expo or are you doing Pandora's Box? I'm going to try to do Pandora's Box. Okay. Because I know you Ooh. are going to. I know you are going to Fan Expo, but you're going to be busy that day. Right. Real busy. That's so, okay. Be, there yeah. you are. Good luck. Pan- Pandora's so I, Box is your best bet. Right. Yes. If for some is. reason I don't get to Pandora's Box, I will try to do Fan Expo. I mean, I'll be there, but you know. Right. Right. <laughs> Mia comes first. <laughs> so 
I love how in the opening scene, obviously this opening scene goes down in horror history as just one of the most iconic scenes in ever. Absolutely. Absolutely. But we've seen it repeated so many times since, but it was so unique for its time. Absolutely. But I think it's so funny when Casey like opens the door and sees Ghostface there and she panics and just hits him with the phone. Like, yeah, just like an instinct react. That was so funny. And I feel like that part doesn't get talked about a whole lot. And then I also obviously love at the end of the movie when Stu is crying and he's like, my mom and dad are going to be so mad at me. I use that line all the time. (laughs) And I don't think that was supposed to be part of the movie. Yeah, I think he came up with that on the fly. Right. He improvised that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sounds about right. A lot of that last scene was improvised. And then also the part, um, something about you hit me with the phone dick or something. Yeah, you hit me said, with the phone, you dick. Yeah, that wasn't uh, scripted either. Yeah, that's, I mean, I don't even know what to say about this movie. It's just freaking phenomenal. Well, it's funny because you start off, right? And you've got um, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Is that who it is? Uh, Drew Barrymore? Sorry. Yes. Drew Barrymore. At the beginning, she pretends like, oh, I don't have a boyfriend. I'm single. Like, she's loving the attention she's getting on the phone. And then when she starts to get creeped out, she's like, well, my boyfriend's a football player and he'll fuck you up or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, Ghostface even is, you know, says something like, you said you didn't have a boyfriend. (laughs) Yep. And then, you know, he does the whole Friday the 13th trivia question thing, which is fantastic. I was going to bring this up, and I feel like you almost did this to me the other day, too. And it never made it into the podcast episode. I edited it out. But you asked me a Friday the 13th trivia question, too. And it wasn't the same thing as this one, but it reminded me. You're like, um, in what movie was the Jason mask first worn or the hockey mask first worn or something? No, it was the sack mask. No, you asked about the hockey mask. Oh, did I? Because, okay. Yeah, because I remember the answer being part three. That's right. You are correct. So I don't remember why I asked that, but yeah, I did. Because your friend Jim gave you horror trivia and I was like, oh, oh God, yeah, you're gonna, yeah. and so you just read that one. Yeah, okay. But so that kind of reminded me of that. But I mean. <sighs> because I just, she answers Jason, which is funny. And he's like, no, his mom is doing the killing the first movie. <laughs> Okay, well, spoiler alert for our Friday the 13th episode. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But I think I don't really have a um, favorite kill out of this movie. I mean, obviously, the TV smash on Stu was good. um, But I, I think if I had to pick one, I'd pick Tatum's kill, how she was trying to escape through the little pet door. And I could just... (laughs) picture that being me i don't have a pet door in my garage but i do have a pet door going out of my kitchen so i could only imagine and sometimes that door does stick like when it changes temperatures like hot and cold sometimes it gets a little bit stuck so i could only imagine it being stuck and me trying to squeeze through the little pet door and then i'd be a goner my favorite is wrl brown gail's cameraman (laughs) oh yeah kenny yes a poor man I know. You actually met him before, right? Yes. Yes. How was he to meet? I didn't get to meet him. Oh, he was awesome. He had stories for days. He was one of those guys who could not stop talking. So the people in front of me were there for like 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. And 
luckily I was pretty much done. So it didn't bother me because I was also, you know, getting those stories. But yeah, he was a talker. He's if if you get a chance to meet him, you definitely want to because he's so friendly and so nice. Yeah. You've also met um, Neve Campbell. Nev. 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 What the fuck? Why I do don't you know. Keep... Because I hear all these other people talking and everybody pronounces names differently. Kyoto, Chioto. I don't know. Neve, yeah. Nev. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce things. I have never heard anybody say Neve Campbell before. <laughs> I will find it and send you the clip. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. Anyways. How was she? So, she was great with me. I was able to get a craft um, 11 by 14 signed as well as my screen poster. But now, unfortunately, I need her on like five other screen posters. So that's <laughs> actually you only need her on four other screen posters. This is true. Three Good other. Call. Actually, three other because you don't have a screen three poster. Yeah, but I have two, four, five and six. She's oh, not, she's in, not six. in six. Good call. Look at that. There and I go. didn't miss her, to be honest. I have nothing against her. I you just know, feel like let her have her happy ending. You know, it's she's done like past mm, the torch. You mentioned that in the movie yesterday. And until you said something, I never even thought about her. Exactly. I didn't even miss her again. Yeah. I'm not saying anything negative about Sydney or Ms. Campbell. So I don't fuck up her name again. But <laughs> I, I didn't miss her. She passed the torch. Let her have her happy ending with Dr. McDreamy yeah. or McSteamy or whatever that hot guy is from Grey's Anatomy. Um, who was in Scream 4 or something. She but wasn't needed. Mark Shepard, I think, or something. She wasn't needed. They didn't force her in. It right. Was, she and wasn't somehow even Somehow we landed back on Scream 6. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, me personally, I've met Matthew Lillard and Skeet Ulrich, and you have as well. Yes. Yep. Skeet is the very first person I've ever met at a horror convention. And... Matthew Lillard, I never, I never got a good experience with Matthew Lillard. Like I, I did, but like me personally, I didn't get that one-on-one experience with him because I always had Mia with me. And so mm -hmm. she was the center of attention. Um, so I don't tell me this, but I would love to meet him one day without her, but I know that's not going to happen because I'd be waiting in line for like eight hours. <laughs> so I've never gotten he that always... like really cool interaction. He always has a crazy long line for some reason. Yeah, for sure. He is fabulous with kids. He's he just he's did very a fabulous. shaggy voice for Mia. You know, he just <laughs> <laughs> who's your best friend? You know, like <laughs> yep. He's uh he's great. And even like for me, like I mentioned, oh, about like the height difference because I'm so short and he's so tall. And then he's like, oh, well, you want to talk about height difference? Let's do the prom pose. You know, it was so cool. Oh, gosh, don't even get me started when he signed my shirt and touched uh, my breast. <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, no, that's okay. You can touch it. It's you can fine. Touch <laughs> oh, so you met Rose McGowan. Jeremy, how was that? It was a good experience. Not quite what I was expecting, but she was very friendly, very nice, very outgoing. That's good. But yeah, I waited a very long time. <laughs> uh, you sure did. Yeah, my, whole, my whole Friday night was spent pretty much waiting for her. 
and that sparked a fight because I told Jeremy, I said, what else do you expect? It's conventions. You know, you got to wait a while. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I wasn't expecting to wait three and a half hour. And, and so I got all pissy. What else is new? But um, I think overall. I will be meeting Nancy Ann Rid- Ritter at Chiller. And I did get L- Lenora. Oh, God, what is her name? The other bathroom girl. <laughs> I have her on my poster already, so she'll also be there. Yes, but I think we've talked about almost everyone that we've met. Um, our buddy Steve actually saw Drew Barrymore yesterday, and he did not have a great experience with her. No, he didn't. Um, which, I mean, is I would have expected that, but at least he tried. Um, I can't blame him for trying. You would have done the same thing if you were in the area. For sure. So I think, though, obviously we've met Roger Jackson before. He is always great. Um, yep. Didn't you cry? No. No, I didn't cry. It wasn't him. Jeffrey Combs, I cried. Oh, right. I cried like a little baby. And Jeremy's like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? And I'm just like, he sounds just like he does in the movies. <laughs> but anyways... Um, um, we got it real quick back to scream one because we didn't really talk about this what an unbelievable twist at the end you did not see that coming it was one of the first times that a movie really did a great job of just giving you this what the fuck moment at the absolutely end. and they did a good job of throughout the whole movie they kind of made you suspect everyone at one point or another so you never really knew who it was going to be correct but I was still talking about people we've met at conventions. And mm-hmm. I think the standout for me, which is shocking, is Joseph Whip. <laughs> he was he, great. He was just phenomenal. He was highly recommend you meet him. He also played a law enforcement figure in Nightmare on Elm Street as well. But we just had the best experience with him. Yeah, he was great. I think he was with Stacy that time. We didn't know who she was then, but so I don't I can't remember. I can't remember, but I I almost feel like it was Stacy cuz the girl had the same personality and she still had blonde hair and stuff too, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Yep. I think it's so funny. We were talking to Stacy at Creature Feature and we were talking about meeting Joseph Whip at <laughs> Chiller and she's like, "No, he hasn't been to Chiller in years. He wasn't there. He wasn't there." And we're like, girl yes he was and she's like she, he was just at monster mania and i'm like no this was definitely chiller and it turns out she thought we were talking about david arquette because we i said something about being a sheriff or a deputy or something and so she thought i was talking about david arquette and i'm like no the other one and she's like oh joe whip yeah oh yeah he was just at chiller and where i'm like i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what we've been saying <laughs> uh, i freaking love her oh my god yep. she's she's great so Closing thoughts on Scream, one through six, the franchise, anything, anything. Yeah, I have something. Go ahead. Let's hear it. So one of the, I think I told you this last summer when I did a marathon and you may remember, you may not. One of the things I struggle with when I watch the Scream movies is how long they are. I could sit down and watch Halloween like back to back to back and they're only like an hour and a half each. 
Um, I did a Critters marathon not that long ago, and it wasn't too bad because they were only like an hour and a half each. I know Scream is only two hours long, but it feels like if you try to watch these movies back to back to back, it's a struggle because, because they just feel so long. They're all long, though. They're all two hours. Not like just and, one is longer than the other. They're all long. And it's one of those series where you have to pay attention throughout the movie or you're not going to understand what's happening. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the difference between just your typical slasher like Michael Myers or Jason or Freddy. You have to put thought into these movies. Yes. I'm not saying you shouldn't pay attention, but you don't have to actually watch, you know, all the detail happening throughout the movie. You don't have to necessarily follow the plot to still enjoy it scream you have to follow along or you're gonna be disappointed in the end absolutely it is the closest thing to me i loved scooby-doo as a kid growing up and to me it's the closest horror movie we've had to scooby-doo yeah i can definitely see that so i Scream is one of my top favorite franchises and I just I like where they're going with the new stuff I know it's that's a controversial opinion and I know you don't quite feel the same way I mean you do to some degree but I love it yeah I mean it Scream is in my top five without a doubt um it's it's never going to be like my number one but it will never like fall out of the top 10 you know it's a good franchise it's a great creative concept you know back from part one in 1996 or 97 whenever that came out right 96 uh, till now and you know it's one of those they they made a tv series i didn't watch it oh i forgot about the tv series the tv series is really good anything by not watching it but you're saying it's really good so maybe i should check it out well it's how do I explain it? It's like not set in the same universe as this scream. Like, so it's all new characters. It's the only thing that's the same is the villain, basically. Mm-hmm. So it has nothing to do with the movies. It's just you don't need to watch it to appreciate the franchise. Understood. But but like I'm Chuck, excited to know, see Bex Taylor Claus at Motor City Legacy in two weeks. We did our child's play episode and i love the child's play tv series so you know there's the difference there whereas you know child's play is in my top three (laughs) right so scream is probably in my top five easily but i didn't have to go out of my way to watch that tv series whereas child's play i wanted to see it and i thought child's play brought in a new audience with the tv series scream on the other hand is going to bring in a new audience with the movies because they're still doing well i can't believe i just now thought of this why was i forced to watch the child's play tv series for the child's play ranking episode but you didn't watch the scream tv series for this ranking episode this question goes to both of you guys both you never once mentioned it until i just now said it cheaters you never once mentioned it it's only ex- asking an extra 30 hours of your time. It's ten, <laughs> three seasons, 10 episodes each. It's not that big of a deal. Like it's like pulling teeth around here. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. I'm just kidding. I mean, I, I enjoyed the TV series, but it's not like 
top notch. It's just something fun, you know? Yeah. I wouldn't say like, oh my God, you have to go watch it right now. It, you know, I watched it when it was streaming on TV, like up to date. I couldn't binge it. I had to wait each week between episodes. Yeah. The other thing that I wanted to touch on, there's a lot of documentaries out there about that Gainesville killer. And I think they are worth checking out. I don't think I've ever seen one. To see Wes Craven's um, creation based on what actually happened, it's (laughs) mind-blowing. Yeah. So I had fun revisiting this franchise, and I want to thank my mama for joining us on this. Mm -hmm. Um, I know this is, is this your favorite horror franchise? It is. So I... And like she said, we did go see it last year for her birthday. So Scream is like our thing. So we couldn't think of a better guest to join us. We did also ask my sister too, but she didn't want to do it. So we were going to do like a four person episode, but she declined our offer. So that's why we brought in Mia instead. Understood. So I, I came over to my mom's house to record and I have like my podcast microphone and you know, I brought over headphones and all my wires and stuff to do my setup over here. And Mia says, <laughs> oh, are we going to record a podcast episode? Remember you said I could do that sometime? And I think in my head, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I can't tell her no. Like, so right. I set up. And so we talked for a little bit in the beginning. And she, she had fun. She had she definitely had fun. Good. So that's all that matters. Uh, thank you for joining us. And um, be sure to, you know the whole spiel you guys should know by now follow us rate review share with your friends help us get the word out um you can visit our website at linktree.com slash horror lounge and you can join us next week i really really wanted a week off but jeremy will not give me a week off so next week's episode will be a little shorter we are just going to cover the movie urban legend jeremy doesn't know this surprise we're going to do urban legend for our next episode and talk okay. about the lore of um, urban legends and the influence they had on multiple movies. We're going to go in depth with urban legend to the movie. However, we are going to be talking about many other movies that have urban legends in them, but just not going into super detail about them. Oh, interesting. Okay. So cool. that'll be a fun one, but it will be a little shorter than usual, but I do need a little bit of a break. I am going nonstop between these back-to-back-to-back cons and well we might even be able to record this from atlantic city Ooh. uh we probably will be recording that from atlantic city <laughs> so <laughs> spoiler alert we will be recording from atlantic city yeah and we will also be going live in the horrorcon launch <laughs> facebook group <laughs> from the showboat Lost hotel the jackpot <laughs> oh that's what that was yeah <laughs> Okay. I was wondering what that was, but okay. Um, So we will be going live in the Facebook group from the convention to do a venue tour. We did that for Creature Feature and everyone seemed to really like it. So I'm going to try to do that going forward. And this time I will put my phone up higher and not show the floor. Anthony. Don't even worry. I watched it. I didn't see the floor, but I've been suggesting we do this for a while. So I'm glad you finally did it. Well, Jeremy, in Jeremy's defense, he has been bugging me since the very first episode. We should go live. We should go live. We should go live. And I'm just like, Jeremy, what the hell do you want to do when we go live? Like, I don't know. And mm-hmm. then 
we were at the very end of the venues and we were getting ready to walk out and I'm like oh maybe we can go live and do kind of just like a walkthrough on our way out so this time we're gonna do it though from entrance we're gonna do it the normal way this time so but we were already at the back of the venue last time so thank you for joining us mom and our next ranking episode is going to be the Friday the 13th franchise which to be honest I'm kind of dreading but I'm looking forward to it because well, no, because you of and our I guest. are not, I I'm excited for it because of our guest, but I'm also excited for it because you and I are not a big fan of the franchise. So I think we are going to have some crazy rankings. Absolutely, it's going to be it's something interesting. That is not coming up anytime soon because your girl needs a long time to watch these movies. So <laughs> we're gonna space it out a little bit, but maybe we could watch them in Atlantic City. Who knows? how much shit do you want to do in atlantic city jeremy holy cow (laughs) it's supposed to be vacation not work we're not working Uh, watching friday the 13th is like work but oh my god you know that bad when we were at creature feature i met the uh, jersey ghouls podcast crew and Mm -hmm. i listened to their podcast today and they love zombie movies over there oh boy <laughs> yeah that's the, right up your head. alley I, so and they also love found footage movies so i'm like this is gonna be an interesting oh, collab okay right up your alley they said that this is and they're i don't think they like the terrifier franchise so oh right up our alley <laughs> we're gonna but i think that'll be good because you and i we have such similar tastes opposites attracted you know it ain't fiction, just a natural fact. Jeremy, I'm sorry to tell you, you, you didn't get a standing. You didn't get a standing ovation this time. I hear clapping. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, buddy. Well, thank you. All this wow, we were all over the place this episode, but I had a good time. Yeah. So that's all that matters. And I had fun as well. Thank you guys for inviting me to be a guest on your podcast. And I just want you both to know how proud I am of you guys. Oh, you're so sweet. Aww, thank you. You're so sweet. You're welcome. This was fun. I We, we all love the franchise, so that yes. makes it a lot of fun. And our rankings were different, so that's good too. Minus part were... three. <laughs> and part one. Well, that's kind of a given. I, I know, but I'm saying these were... I was going to say, these are the closest ones we've ever had, but I think that's more so because we had only had six to choose from as opposed to Nightmare on Elm Street. We were doing like 13 different things, you know? Three was really my least favorite because that's when uh, Dewey proposed to Gail. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> so. That's when she was officially heartbroken. <laughs> yeah. But we're being kicked out of the... Uh, podcast studio our time is up so okay we are currently live from mia's bedroom and it is her bedtime so Got it. <laughs> we are going to head out and we will see you next week for urban legend bye guys right. bye, bye.